Raven. And I'm Bobby. And this could be a podcast too loud. No, I'm just coming in hot. That's all. Uh, so a couple of things. What? First and foremost, I wanted to tell you this right out of the gate. Uh-huh. Is I did finally watch everything all, everywhere all at once. Oh, wow. Yeah. Follow up. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It is good, isn't it? It's good. The Academy uh, says it's good. People say it's good. You it, say it's good. It is good. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a very good film. Yeah, um, that's why when Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress, I was like, yeah, she would she did a really good job. She won, she did, didn't she? She won Best, and there was a there was a hullabaloo because uh, some other actress didn't win it. But again, if you watch the movie, I, I mean, she was good. She was good. I don't know, Oscar worthy. Well, those hot dog Ooh. fingers were convincing. Wasn't something I was like, uh. It, oh was the, it was Jamie the darling. Curtis. It was the darling of the Oscars. It was the darling of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But very rarely does the darling of the Oscars actually result in a good movie. It's a good movie. It's it's good. Um, very rarely do my thoughts, my opinions match line up, up with, with, the, the, with the Academy. Because you know what the Academy is yeah, like. It's all politics. It's all politics. It's all politics. But it was really just the rise of A24, one has to say. I just, I love A24 with all my heart. I really do. It's going to go on the board if you mention it a couple more times, okay? <laughs> Are you excited about the Civil War movie? Uh, not really. Not really? No. I think it's it looks interesting. I, you know. It looks like one of those movies, again, in concept, looks really good yeah it's just it's like every zombie video game ever made to me (sighs) always seems like a really good idea and i'm like oh yeah that'd be fun and then when you start playing it you're like this is i just want to kill zombies and try to survive that's all i want to do i don't want to you know save somebody and then like learn their backstory or yada yada whatever hoops you have to jump through Yeah, quit bringing story into this yeah i just want to kill zombie and survive you know and that's it yeah so with civil war i don't know yet because i haven't seen it maybe they land the plane but yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, hey, hey first things first. Mm-hmm. It's A24. It is. So we got that going for us. Yep. Us. It's got Jesse Plemons in it, and I hope it's just like a small cameo. Is I he hope... the creepy uh, yes. blonde dude from uh, Breaking, Bad Breaking Bad? And I do enjoy him. He's really mm-hmm. found his like he's, he's He's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's like, somebody said he's uh, our, uh, what's the guy's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I said that. Was that you? Yeah. Or somebody, listen. I did. I said that. Literally everything you say <laughs> goes in one ear, <laughs> right out the other. But not that. No, I mean, I'm not going to attribute it to you. Well, I did. I said it mainly just because they kind of look alike. Sure. I don't know if he has the and acting talent. range. I think, they're, I think they're both talented. Well, yeah, they're yeah. both talented. But again, um, what's the guy's name? Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Um, so he has seemed to do a really good job of understanding what he is good at right now. Yeah. You know, he plays that guy that seems unassuming, but can also be very creepy and yeah. uh, maniacal. Sure. He was in a, I don't remember if that was a Netflix movie or what. I think it was a Netflix movie mm-hmm. with the gal that kind of looks like Alison Brie, but it's not Alison Brie. Um, okay. I'm trying to remember whatever. Her we name type is. that into IMDb. The girl that looks uh, like Alison. Well, Brie, and they're they're really and they're Alison both Brie. in uh, an episode of Black Mirror together as okay. well. Oh, is that the Star Trek ish one? Well, yeah, and this that it was a Star Trek ish mm-hmm. episode. All of Black Mirror is not Star Trek ish. I know. I, I That's why know. I said episode. Since you didn't watch it, I watched that episode. You didn't watch any other episodes. I watched the pig one. I love that. And then, yeah, not many. 
But I do remember him in the yeah because he's sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. No, but, it's great. But he seems to have found his niche as of now. If what yeah. he grows, you know, beyond that, sure. I feel like he there's probably a comedic bone in his body. I bet he could pull off at least a dark yeah. comedy. You know, Jason Segel was in that movie. I was trying to think of. I can't remember the name. Of it. Like Jason Segel got fired from his tech job working for Jesse Plemons. I think I can't remember. And then goes and tries to rob him at his vacation home. It wasn't sex tape. It wasn't sex tape. No. Darn it. Nope. Because Cameron Diaz doesn't look anything like Alison Brie. Now that you mention it, yeah. Now that now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm, I'm about walking it. it through my head. Yeah. So, one, of, one of the movies I've watched recently, which was just a, it's too early in the morning and I don't want to get up, so I'm going to put on a movie to fall back asleep to. Yeah. Genre of movie. Yeah. Was uh, Arizona? Are you familiar with? Not raising Arizona. No, I'm not familiar with Arizona. That. It's on Hulu currently, but this is going to tie into Jesse Plemons. And was Jesse Plemons in it? He wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, but cross that one off the Danny, list. Danny McBride is okay. He's he's the the lead dude, and it's it's a it's a movie about um, this little town in Arizona okay. that was part of the 2008 housing boom and the 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 town grew faster than you know as possible sure, sure and all these luxury houses and estates and you know uh yeah you know massive uh mansions and no one can afford to live there anymore so they've all abandoned their houses and you know it's kind of like a ghost town a modern day ghost okay town. yeah but it, it's a thriller so it's a Dark, it's a thriller. Yes, it's a dark comedy thriller, and I use the term comedy loosely because there's not a lot of it, and it's just it's there's elements of Danny McBride because Danny McBride is another person that's he knows his lane for the most part, yeah, and can kind of dance around it, you know, kind of yeah. play the same character but slightly different, slightly different every other time, and for the most part, ninety you know ninety eight percent of the time, I'm on the Danny McBride train. I'm, sure, I'm fine with whatever. except for Your Highness. You hated that one. I've never gotten through Your Highness. I've never I, watched it. I, I have no desire to ever watch that film. No, I think I've started that movie three times. And no shit. Never gotten through it. I no. mean, it might have completed the play after I fell asleep <laughs> after I to fell it. Asleep to it. Yeah, but yeah. Because there, you know, there's a pinnacle for everybody, and right there, that might have been like the the That's top. Fly, it's flying too close to the sun. Exactly, that was his Icarus <laughs> right there. And um, they're like, we can do anything, guys. We'll just make we'll this just, movie. I've always wanted to start in like a medieval, like Robin Hood esque mm-hmm. movie. Says Danny McBride. But do you mind if I give you a little bit of the spoiler alert of this Arizona movie? Sure. Yeah. Because here's the thing, uh, Seth Rogen's in it. Okay. Okay. As a a smarmy real estate agent who like um, sold him a bill of goods, you know, okay. for this house. Um, Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny, uh, D. Yeah, she's okay. in it. Um, so there, Danny McBride's in it. Um, what's his face? Uh, Luke Wilson's in it. Luke Wilson. So it's fairly, you know, fairly yeah. star-studded. Uh, yeah. David uh, David Allen Greer. Sorry, I buried the lead there. David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer's in it, and so it's. it's I this, loved him in Jumanji. Speaking of, um, so oh, was there like a lion in this movie? No, no, oh, there's okay. no lion. But again, so Danny McBride ends up killing Seth Rogen accidentally because okay. he's mad at him that he sold him a, a house. And then it becomes okay. this kidnapping movie where he kidnaps another real estate agent. I'm sorry if I'm ruining this movie for anybody, but it's really about the trying to make a character turn like Danny McBride trying to be a like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems kind of a thing or less. Less than that because it's like it's lovable, a lovable, still Danny McBride elements, but also 
killing people along the way. Sure. And then slowly morphing into him enjoying killing people. Okay. So uh, uh, Caitlin Olsen plays his ex-wife who ends up coming to his house after he's kidnapped this woman. And he ends up having to hit her over the head with a driver, a golf club, and then tying her up and then accidentally kills her throughout the Okay. The course of events. And then it just, he slowly kills more and more people and then starts enjoying it more and more and starts going a little more crazy and crazy. Okay. But it's just an interesting, like, where's Jesse Plemons, right? Yes. I'm going to get his name right by Jesse 2025. Plemons. I will get his name right. That's when he's going to win his Oscar. And he could. He could. But he needs to do like a reverse of that. He needs to kind of become more lovable, I feel. I want to see him in a shitty rom com. He doesn't need to go full McConaughey. No, I okay. want to see him do full McConaughey. You you want to see a full McConaughey? I and don't... then do full Chris Pratt, where he gets like super buff and mm-hmm. like way attractive, mm-hmm. and to the point where it's confusing. Okay, for me, yeah, sexually. Oh, Chris Pratt makes you confused sexually. I mean, it's there's yeah. no judgment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who, you don't. No, he's he's a very attractive sexual looking man. feelings for Chris Pratt. <laughs> You've seen the posters in my living room, so <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, there's none. There's no Chris Pratt posters in my oh. opinion. So, oh, okay. But it's a it was a character turn, and I'm like, I wonder why you never heard of this movie Arizona. Like, sure. it never. Like it was 2018, I believe. Oh, okay. I'll look it up here. Um, but you never heard of it. I'd never no, heard of it no, until I saw it on Hulu. Um, uh, the other morning, 2018. So we're not talking pandemic movie. We're t- you know, you know, like I said. Pretty star-studded cast as far as everything goes. Yeah. So I don't know why it wasn't promoted. I mean, or why I'd never heard of it, basically. Yeah. But nope. really, as it uh, as it played out, I understood why they kind of swept this thing under the rug. Because it sucked? I wouldn't say it sucked. It just wasn't good. You know, it wasn't the standard sure. of movie that you'd be looking for. So. Yeah, I don't... Dan, old Danny McBride. I don't know. But it seemed like a character turn for him... Like he wanted to use this as like a launching pad to do more of, the, of those kind of things. And sure. if you look at the the writer of it, I feel like he did some Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like they they all kind of okay. came from comedy basically. Okay. And so this was kind of like playing on, you know, sure dark comedy and stuff like that. But it was a little too dark and a little less comedy. So, yeah, basically, for my liking, not huh. for my liking, but just in my opinion, in general. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, like bits here, like there's a golden retriever in the movie, that but that's, you know, that can only go that, so far. That can only go so far, right? For sure. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Jesse Plemons needs to take that kind of turn. But in a good movie. Yeah. I'd say in most parts he take. What's uh? How do you spell his last name? Plemons. P L. Oh, there. It's like hey, lemons it's right with there. a P. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a sexy picture of him. He's yeah, halfway to Chris Pratt territory. There. He's halfway to Pratt. He's halfway to Pratt. Let's I feel on. like he worked really hard to get that photo taken. Half Pratt. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He, he looks like he could play James Hetfield in this photo now. Maybe. Uh, I'm almost thinking like maybe uh, uh, Conway Twitty. He's going to do a Conway Twitty biopic. I don't know. See. Okay. <laughs> Bobby got a new toy. No, no, we got a new toy. We got a new toy. Nathan except for just can't I, do, I, do, I don't get to push any of the buttons. Nathan can't press the buttons yet. Yeah. But we can't talk about Conway Twitty. Oh, we can't? Oh, that's not allowed? I mean. I don't have a lot to bring. My Conway Twitty knowledge is 
pretty limited. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we can't. And also, we're talking about looking at a picture online that we're not showing yeah. to people. Anyhow, so he could play a young Conway Twitty. And dare I say, you could as well. <laughs> America, <laughs> we need a really good Conway Twitty biopic. That's it. Biopic. I don't remember. How Name, do you say it? Biopic. Yeah. Yeah, I do biopic. Not biopic. No. Okay. I think I think that's one of those across the pond kind of things, like aluminium. But we say biography. Sure. So. Yeah. I don't know. What well, what do you say? Do you say I, I say both? I, I really don't. It depends on your company. Yeah. You do know, you change around the people you hang out with? Oh, absolutely. I'm a chameleon, a thousand percent. Huh. You can drop me into a high fluting affair in, you know, midtown Manhattan in a three piece suit, and I'm there. I'm taking See, off. Personally, running. personally, I think you think you're a chameleon. I'm a chameleon, and you're you're more of yourself than you than you want to. And believe. then. In those situations. You can put me in a honky-tonk where people are blaring Conway Twitty on the <laughs> jukebox. We're just going to keep... We could put it on the board. <laughs> uh, It'd be the quickest conversation that gets put on the board. Oh, Conway no. Twitty. Put a big old dip of chew in. I've never, I've never chewed now, tobacco in my life. Now, does Kanye West go country and make an album? And it starts his, his new name his... as Kanye Twitty. Yeah, no. I don't think that's him. But in the realm, speaking of, you know, just career arc, it's within the possibility of Kanye doing a country album. Right. You know. Now, whether he calls himself Kanye Twitty or not. I don't know if he can go full Darius Rucker, but. I don't think he needs to. But he. He could. I don't know. Could he? I don't know. He's got the whole thing. Like, he's got. I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but, you know, he's got the Trump crowd. Yeah. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. So he could. A thousand percent. Because what was the uh, old town Old Town Road? Old Town Road. Did that not set a mega legal, preci- mega legal precedent? Mega hit. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Gigantic. So did that not, I mean, in Kanye's world, it's probably already been done then, right? Uh, sure. Except for, I don't know. I mean, it's different just because of Kanye being an, exta- an established artist. Mm-hmm. As compared to Little Nas X, who was not True. established, yes, uh, and he was. But just, Billy Ray Cyrus was. Well, are you and a lot of people have called Billy Ray Cyrus the Kanye of country. Music. Are, are you familiar with this story at all? Yes, you are about yes. Little Nas X's, mm-hmm. like how Tim McGraw, Billy Ray Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus got involved with it. Mm-hmm. You're familiar. Yes. Okay, then I'm not going to repeat. I mean, you can for the audience if you want. But okay, guys, here's I the deal. I dare say we talked about it on the podcast as well. But that was I also- really need to go back and listen to everything. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Is Kanye so established? I don't think that he well, it, no, it'd be tell him the story. Oh jeez. Okay, little Nas X. He wanted to be famous. He wanted yeah. to be a famous rapper. A lot of people do. And then so he like also interesting, he leaned heavily into TikToks. Like really pushed everybody and their mother to try to use Old Town Road in a tick in TikToks. Yeah. And that was enough. Like he self-generated his own his own heat, yes. if you will. Uh, by like basically bullying everybody and their mother to use TikTok, uh, Old Town Road. Yeah, Old Town Road is Old Town Road. It's fine. And then it started getting airplay on music stations. I mean, on radio stations mm-hmm. and country radio stations. Gonna get more specific. Yes. Well, <laughs> that makes sense. You can say radio stations because there's really only two kind of radio yeah. stations now. So there's getting airplay and there's pop. Getting airplay on country radio stations, mm-hmm. and 
then people are like, well, that's not country. And they started pulling it off. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it was going into the Hot 100 country. It got on country the charts, yeah. Charting. I believe a Spotify chart as well. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not country. Mm-hmm. And Tim McGraw said, fuck you. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Tim McGraw and Is Billy Ray bit? Cyrus are basically the same person. They're in my brain. really not. But in my brain, mm-hmm. they are. They're both square jawed. They mm-hmm. both had not like gigantic like careers. Like oh yeah, Tim McGraw hasn't had a well, gigantic. No, career. I'm just no. I'm not saying like as compared to like a George Strait or Garth Brooks. You know, it wasn't like. Should we play celebrity net worth here? Because I think, I think their net think worth gonna is going to be skewed. Anyhow, because one career was way more successful than that, the yeah, others. I, I'm not saying that Billy Ray Cyrus. Was like was equal to Tim McGraw's success wise, okay. But I think they're in that lower category. They're in that C to B category. Okay, I'm not going to get into the it's fine. the world of defending country music <laughs> artists, but well, you're no, wrong. It's fine. I can be wrong. I mean, for Christ's sake, Tim McGraw's married to Faith Hill. I mean, that's at least a power couple. Yeah, and they're they, at least Tim McGraw's at least the Jay Z of country music. It's their it's your love. That's also a huge hit for them. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, I know Billy Ray Cyrus had what two songs? He had one song, and then he had a daughter. Yeah, and that's pretty much Billy Ray Cyrus. And then Old Town Road. And Old Town Road. Yeah, and which he stole from a black, a gay black man. He didn't steal. <laughs> he helped him. He elevated. He brought him yeah, along. However, you need to, you he, know, he didn't pull it up, up the ladder. Know? He didn't pull up the ladder. He, however, you, know, you need gave to a helping it up. hand. Yeah. Some would argue that Little Nas X gave Billy Ray Cyrus a helping hand. No, he had his daughter for that. It's yes, fine. that's very true. When you whore out your children for the Disney Channel, you can really make a lot of money <sighs> on the back end. I've tried, dude. Oh. I have tried. I've tried so hard. You've tried to whore out your children to the Disney Channel? Yeah, they're not calling back for some reason. I don't get it. Hmm. How far have you taken this? Huh? Like I broke into Disney Studios with an axe and say, you need to cast my children. Hmm. Do you do this on the Universal Tour? Because... No, because that doesn't work. Because that's at Universal, not yeah. Disney. I'm just—I don't think Disney gives a Disney Studio tour. I don't think they do. I'm no. guessing not. I don't know. I mean, the blood sacrifices would be pretty obvious. They're a pretty shitty company. Well, they're a pretty shitty. Company. But again, then again, you can say that about every multi-billion-dollar corporation. Yeah. Right. You kind of have to be sharks in the water. Sharks in the hey, listen. Yeah. Tiger can't change its stripes and all that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we were talking about Kanye West making a country album. Yes. Yes. So we're, you know, in the realm of possibility, I think he could. And I think he will. I, I think he, it, it, there's enough time in Kanye's career and enough crazy left in his career. Yeah. A thousand percent. To do something like that. I think, uh, I would not bet on it, but I'm saying it's doable. I won't bet on it, but I will throw it out there as a bet that people can take a side of. Okay, I—I I mean, we'll do a Twitter poll. What kind of what kind of numbers are you throwing at this? Like odds wise? Yeah, the odds that Kanye West would make a country album—it's got to be. I can't set it at half and half. I can't give it a. I can't give it. Uh, I think 50, it's a hundred and one. A hundred to one, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like well, it's not like the office joke of uh, John Cougar Mellencamp winning a um, an Oscar, 
there's a the joke that yeah. Kevin makes. You know, if anyone yeah. ever gives you ten thousand to one odds, you know, it's a, you take it. Yeah. Let's just say if John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm gonna be a very wealthy man. <laughs> you know, it's better odds than that. But yeah, I I think it's totally up. It's gonna happen. Never. At least a at least a song. A possibility. Uh, now does that now does that go over to to bring Tim McGraw back in the situation? Does it go to what uh, Nelly did with Tim McGraw when they did the over and over song? Oh, I totally fucking forgot about that one. Yeah, you remember when Tim McGraw, Billy Ray Cyrus before Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, was able to do that? I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, no, I don't. Now see, this is where if George and this is the ten thousand to one bet that you that I would make. If George Strait and Kanye West ever collaborated on a country song together, I'm gonna be a very rich Whew. man. <laughs> uh, I don't ah uh, jeez. Right? I don't know. King George? Yeah. Well King. he doesn't need to. They both don't need to. That's no that's the, the kind of why they I, you think here's the deal. That's what the song would be. It would actually be about how they don't need we, to do we what don't need to do this. Is. We don't need to do this. But here we are. And that's what it'll be called. But here we are. But here we are. And it will be a banger. It's just like, you know, people said we should hang it up, you know. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. Yeah. People say that we can't make hits. But here we are. Yeah. I would love it if it was like in, like, especially George Strait, who is not like an overly like boisterous man. Right. Yes. He's, yeah. you know, he's not one of those. I'm the best. There's a lot of people that couldn't pick George Strait out of a crowd. Yeah. You know. Right. Just not nothing to do with his fame or success or anything yeah. like that it's just i guess a little bit with his fame but yeah like i bet if you pulled 10 people who's george Strait in the situation in a lineup in a lineup it, uh yeah i think yeah i i the, him being like so like being overly boisterous would be like mm-hmm. absolutely insane i'm bringing hit after hit yeah you know just yeah. one after the other I don't know. I think like if if it opened up George Strait to a whole new generation of younger people. Oh yeah. You know, and made him kind of you know I don't know what's a what's a comp for that kind of like Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. I guess it's sure. not that you know. Crazy. Or Kanye West and if Paul you, McCartney. I mean, yeah, I guess there's that. Do you remember? There's that one? been a precedent. That's do you remember that one? And Rihanna. Don't and worry. Rihanna. Yeah. I like that song. Uh, it's fine. I enjoyed it. It's fine. I think it was, hey, we're going to make this a number one hit so that we can say Paul McCartney had a number, number one, one hit in yeah. every decade. you know. But it was still a number one hit. Yeah. It it was, I enjoyed it. I'll quote the line from Airheads. I think it could be Pip farting on a snare drum, and as long as they played it on the radio, it'd be a number one hit. So oh. it doesn't, I mean, it, it's, it's once you get to a certain point, and I guess this is a credit to at least the little of new Kanye that I have listened to outside of the, really gospel album that he's made. Yeah, no. No, I don't follow his discography very much, but it always seemed like Kanye was able to cause a massive shitstorm of controversy and then mm. release an album where everyone, before the album was released, was like, yeah, Kanye's lost it. Kanye's gone crazy. And then he releases the album and everyone's like, that's a hit. That's awesome. That's I, good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, like, like his newer stuff. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, it, anything outside of high school uh college dropout yeah and that one song he did with estelle american boy really liked that one mm-hmm. as well he he's got hits the guy's got hits and the guy and he definitely went through a phase of just and still does probably 
of doing crazy things, releasing an album, and everyone forgives him for doing the crazy thing. You yeah, know, at least in the the short term. Now. Slow jams. That song's awesome. Yeah, I love slow jams. The uh, the black skinhead song was really good. I don't know that. You would know it if you heard it. Okay. Oh, that's 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 called. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah, and they play it like everywhere. Yeah. And that's and that's the fun part, you know, when you really can slide a very controversial right, right. <laughs> title into every sporting event that plays. I like that how like he uh, really like Superman that hoe. Uh, you know, reignited my love for Daft Punk mm-hmm. <laughs> with Strong. I'm just like, yeah. God, hold on, is that a Daft Punk song that I know? Yeah. Oh, do I know that? Because I like just. Didn't really listen to it that much, but I just want to know the fight that he's going to fight when he teams up with George Strait. And George Strait's going to be—he doesn't have to, but he's going to. He's going to team up with him. I just want to see Kanye West with a white shirt and a black blazer and an oversized belt buckle. That's all I want, mm-hmm. and that's—and I think it fit him quite well. Yeah, yeah, I think he could. Play. I mean, look at Darius Rucker; he's making it work. Well, Darius Rucker isn't really a, a sports coat kind of man. He's more of just a grizzled t-shirt i bet it would i'm um, don't do it right now it would literally take 10 seconds to find a picture of of uh, darius rucker in a sports jacket don't well, don't do it now we're not ceremony do, of course don't do it now but in your free time definitely do that outside of an award show uh yeah you're talking live performance anything performing at an award show he's not wearing a Sport coat at a at a performance at an award show. I bet he is. He's not. Why don't you want me to, to look it up? their own? Because no one wants to listen to us Google search. Yeah, it's what Google a shitty Jamie's image. for. Who's not here? Which, once again, again, shitty Jamie. Got it. Got it. Oh, see now who likes the new toy? Well, no, that's just huh? Yeah. See, you touch Nathan touched that button. By the way, that yeah. wasn't me. I'll reposition it so we can both equally. I've got to reach so far. I'll reposition it. Especially the sad trombone button. It's all the way down there. But he got it on the first try. I did. (laughs) I made a mental note. Where's (laughs) that one at? And we save it for our shitty Jamie who's not here. (laughs) We're not paying him for uh, these two shows. In fact, I'm going to add this to his uh, uh, final report. I I mean, his uh, internal uh, record, quite frankly. Absolutely. Bring it up to HR in our next meeting. You Okay, so here's a quick pivot, Kay. because yeah, I did want to talk to you about this, because I was surprised by a movie last night. Hmm. I was surprised. Yeah. Okay, so we've been going through, we've been, you know, it's the holiday season. You know, we've been going out a bunch, people, Scoop, you know, you know doing all dog. the things. And so, you know, you get a few days where you're just like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just yeah. kind of want to get the house put Be in order. Be a box troll. Be, exactly. You know, yeah. kind of work on shit around the house when you can, right? Sure. But that leads to me watching a bunch of movies or putting movies on. Same thing with my wife yeah. and everything. So we are we're we're watching movies, getting some work done last night, and then okay. it gets to the point where like the work's done, and we want to put on another movie and okay. to, to actually watch. You know, to watch a movie. Sure, so sitting she, down, focusing up. Yeah, exactly. So she leads with Love Actually. Okay. The the holiday. It's a rom-com. holiday classic, and and it's fine for what it is. Yeah. But it's a two hour movie of sure. Will they, won't they, when you know they will. And they do. And they all do. But, so, and again, we've been watching, you know, we watched Lethal Weapon. You know, we've okay. watched we've watched a lot of movies that I wanted to watch, you know. Oh, so. So I'm like, okay. 
oh, fine, I'll let you pick one. You get one. Well, we did go back and forth on controversial Christmas movies, but I feel that time has passed to talk about that already. Lethal Weapon being one of those. And I'll give you this little anecdote. I'll give you this little anecdote about Lethal Weapon. Okay. I told my wife, I said, give it 20 minutes and it will prove to you that it's a Christmas movie. Who? Do you know the song that starts off Lethal Weapon? Uh, is it Jingle Bell Rock? It's Jingle Bell Rock. It's Jingle yeah. Bells. Oh, it's Jingle Bells? No, it's Jingle Bells. Jingle, it's Jingle, Jingle Bells. Yeah, Jingle, Jingle Bell, Bell Rock. Rock. Yes, yeah. Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I didn't even have to wait 20 minutes. I'm like, it's clearly a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. listen. It's right there. Straighten up. Lethal Weapon 2, not a Christmas movie. Lethal uh, Weapon 1, yeah. Yeah, no, Lethal Weapon 2 is definitely not a Christmas music movie. So that's that was that part. And then, um, so, so you're watching Love Actually. No, 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 no. We're not watching Love Actually. I was like, I oh, really, that's a hard veto, huh? I, I didn't oh, I hard thought, veto. I thought she was getting, you're going to let her have one. I did let her have one, but there's a but way to get around one. it. We so I was on my phone and she was looking at movies and stuff. Yeah, and I was and I found a video of Jack Black performing on uh, the Jimmy Fallon show. It was one of the you know Jack Black doing this. Bop, 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 okay. bop, bop, yeah, and so I showed her the video because she likes Jack Black. Who doesn't like Jack Black? He's he's delightful. He's a wonderful person. Not going to collaborate with Kanye at any point in time. But <sighs> is he the third piece in the See George the third Strait? piece? Uh, no, yeah, he's just the producer on it, though. Yeah, well, if Tenacious D is the backing band, he's... <laughs> that's what it is. Um, okay, so... So she, she saw that, and she's like, well, maybe something with Jack Black. And I'm Jack like, Black. Okay, cool. All right. Let's, we can find something. So we were going to... So you went for the holiday? We didn't go for the holiday, no. For a holiday with uh, Jude Law and... Uh, and, uh... Kate Beckinsale? Not Pete. Yeah. Oh, not Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Kate, Cameron Winslet. Diaz-Lett and Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Cameron Diaz? I don't... And Kate Winslet? We'll look it's it up, but it wasn't that. So we end up like we were going through, and it wasn't like well, okay, Tropic Thunder or something, you know, like it's something that we've seen before, you know. But it doesn't have to be Christmassy necessarily. She just has to, you know, like it. And so we ended up settling on Jumanji, and I was like, fine, we can watch this, reboot. Uh, like the new one. Yeah, the new one, the yeah. reboot of J- like Jack Black's in it. Yeah. And so we were we were watching it, and yeah. I I gotta say, it. Exceeded my expectations. It's it was good. it was it was very it was, well done. It was surprisingly good. It was surprisingly good. It was yeah. interesting how in the trailers they hid all the character nuance in yeah. between everybody because they did that very well. Yeah. And then also the playing on that that was very good. Yeah. Um, but my question to you, yes, because is it would you consider that a reboot or a sequel? It's a soft reboot. That's what the terminology is. It's. But what do you consider it? I'd consider it a soft reboot. I mean, it's technically a sequel. Technically a sequel because we're crossing over with the yeah, actual. I mean, it's it's, it's the in board. the same universe. Yeah. Right. But it's still it's still a it's a sequel, but it's a soft reboot. Okay. Okay. So that's a way to answer the question both ways. Yeah. 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 Kind of like uh, this last Ghostbusters. You know, it was a continuation of the Ghostbusters story, mm-hmm. but. And all intense pur- purchases. All intense purchases. purchases. It yes. is a soft reboot. You know, yeah. they're restarting the franchise. It's not. Um, but Would it's you still say that with the, the Point Break movie they just released a few years ago? Absolutely not. I don't know. I because I hey, I didn't watch it. What about Red Dawn? Red Dawn, no, that's a remake. <laughs> okay, I'm just I, yeah. Hey, no. My question to you then is because it wasn't like 
Red Dawn. I have not seen the newest I Red Dawn. I, I, Break I or Red Dawn. So I, 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 I have. I did watch Red Dawn. But like Top Gun Two, was it even called Top Gun Two? It's just called Maverick, yes, right? Yeah, Maverick. yeah. So it's in the same world, but it's clearly that, a sequel. I, that's but they're more, clearly more, trying to do a yes, reboot of the whole fucking thing. trying to soft reboot it. Yeah, that one's not as soft rebooting. I think uh, that's a Goose's little bit. Kids in it. So I think it's a little softer. They of a would reboot. love for what's his face to Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yes. To just take that franchise and run with it. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, no. Just because I can't imagine it doesn't mean it's going to happen or not going to happen. That's the. Much like uh, yeah. George Strait and Kanye West. <laughs> Imagining it doesn't really come into play when we're talking about the actual. I hate how we're manifesting this into <laughs> happening, quite frankly. <laughs> Don't you just want to walk through the mall and through the shitty t shirt? thing that they make like right there in the spot yeah just seeing george Strait and kanye west like back to back like l- looking smugly at the camera yeah. on the shirt we're still here we're still here <laughs> hold on why is but we oh crap i forgot the name of our song i don't remember but we did it anyway we did it anyway and anyway, uh, my question to you though is kay. what what is your favorite reboot of a movie franchise oh that's way i oof, i nothing screaming off the top i'm trying to think of a reboot even should we look up a list? Yeah, look up a list. And Best I'll... movie reboots? Yeah, let me... Golly. I don't know. Kind of stumped me. Um, I'm, it wasn't meant to stump. 25 was... Best re- Reboots of All Time from Inverse.com. And see, we're going to get into a really sticky situation Kay. of what the what the world is. Uh, evil, no. Number 25 is Evil Dead. No. We're going to move on. Twenty H- Halloween No. is just a sequel. Bumblebee. No. This is. See, no, I, Force Awakens is not a reboot. But see, this is where we get into the what is actually a reboot and what is yeah, a sequel. Yeah, this is a continuation of the story. Like, Star Wars is like, Muppets. I, I A case could be made that that's a reboot. You mean, didn't reboot anything. Because when it was, I mean, the last. How many Muppets movies have been contiguous, like, with, like, following the storyline? I mean. Living in the same world. I think. Muppets take Manhattan in the Muppet, in the Muppet movie. Okay, uh, I'm not going to talk about anime movies. Uh, now, Dawn of the Dead. No, that's a remake. That's a remake of the movie. Not a reboot. Yes. Yeah. So this is where I think oh, yeah. this, is a, this is a conversation. Yeah. Because there's, a, first off, if you're doing a remake, you know, and you're trying to hit the same yes. points, like Dawn of the Dead is a good example of a remake. Yeah. Except for I don't think that's even like... It hits the same points. I think it's a well, totally a different story. They're in a mall. There's a lot of you can do all kinds of things in malls, man. Yeah, you're telling me. You're telling. Um. So yeah, you can do a lot of things yeah. in a mall, but they, that's this is more. That's of, a remake, not a reboot. Here, but 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 but. Okay. So going back to Jumanji, though, it was a clever way of reintroducing yes. the movie yes. to reboot the franchise. Yes. That's. I think when we talk about reboots, that's really what it is. Are we rebooting a franchise? Yeah, you're starting. O- you're starting over. I would say that Batman. In Batman's a great example. Spider Man is Spider-Man's- a great example of those movies need to be made at a consistent level in order to maintain the yes. rights to the characters. Right. Well, I don't know if that's and the that's, case. Same with with we were just Spider Man. Yes, but I'm not sure about Batman on that one. Anyhow, oh, I'm sure ahead. it is. I'm sure it is with Batman. Uh, I'm sure Warner Brothers has to. Make a Batman with... movie or so. I don't. Know. Otherwise, w- why? Well, how long was it between between the... Batman and Robin and 
Batman Begins. Ooh, that's about ten years. Ten years. That's that's a stretch. Well, you were just telling me about Elf. Tell the regale the regale the people with the story. Oh yeah, so tis the season. Yeah, so the guy who wrote Elf wasn't happy with how things were going. I'm trying to remember who he initially wanted. Jim Carrey. Yes. That didn't work out. So the studio pushed for Chris Farley, and the guy's like, "No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I I think he's the wrong fit for this character." So. The studio pushed back on it. Yeah, no, he no. The writer pushed back on Chris Farley. Just to interrupt you real quick, just to get a clarification. Batman and Robin was ninety seven. Batman Begins was two thousand five. So within the ten year period. Oh gosh, that's so anyway. That feels a lot. That looks a lot closer than it felt. Well, nine eleven changed everything. Yeah, so. yeah you know what? You're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Yeah. So the guy just he's like kind of waited until uh, his contract with the studio ran out, and mm-hmm. then. Re-upped it with New Line and uh, then made Elf with Will Ferrell because that was a good fit for him. Correct. How the writer was able to hold that much control, I, I don't know. That's a lot. Well, it depends on the deal you're signing. I mean, right. and the clout that the writer has. I mean, right. If we're um, going to be an in-depth podcast, we should look that up. But yeah, no. This goes into though the rebooting of a franchise where that's a reboot. You're hoping in not necessarily Batman Begins is rebooting of the franchise. Yeah, just like uh, uh, now, are you hitting sim- similar points? Is it can it be considered a remake because it's hitting no, it's similar elements of Batman? It's a it's a reboot. Are it's going, we seeing? We gotta see. Hey, listen, we gotta see old Ma and Pa Wayne shot. get shot with yeah. pearls. I'm like, Ira, what was it? But what is that it? not an element of a remake? No, it's a re- no, it's a reboot because we're restarting a whole thing. But we're touching not, on elements of the not original. We're, remaking, we're not taking the like a movie whole cloth. No, but, and remaking it. But that's not necessarily what a remake is. Like a remake is, it is homage to elements, and there's definitely homages. I to, think Red Dawn, they, those were remakes. We should stick with movies that we've both seen. It's okay. Let's right? go back to the list. Go back to the list. No, so I'm just can, I'm, like uh, no, first I, off, have uh, you yeah. seen Red Dawn, the, or, the yes. original one, yes. or or the sequel? Yeah, I did or see the it. second I, one. Just because I think it was like early days of Netflix streaming, and I'm like. Well, this piece of shit's here, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't, I'm not doing anything else right now. I guess we'll see how they treat this piece of garbage. So you watched the the remake? Yes. Wow. Not like recently. Okay. And have you ever told? I've said to you. This you know is where we on? need our. Or no, no sorry, no. no, that's the wrong one. Hold wrong on, one. I'm just getting these. This is where we need our our shitty gym. Yeah. It's a piece. It's like because he will have seen this thing within the last six months. Oh. Yeah. And he could give us yeah. point by point, like, why it's the same and why it's And it different. was, like, it was a weird thing where, from what I remember, Chris Hemsworth is in it, mm-hmm. uh, taking over that kind of Swayze role. And, the uh, Swayze-astic role? Yeah. I, I would say that Chris Hemsworth is carrying the torch of is he Patrick, Patrick Swayze? Swayze. The question is, who was in the Point Break remake, w- reboot or remake? I think it's a remake. It's a remake. It's not a reboot. When you when you nail it the first time, when uh, was it Johnny? Too? Okay, Dawn of the Dead is a remake. Rise of the Plant Planet of the I here I think I found one of the I think I found part of it. Okay, franchise. Yeah, there, if, if it's franchise a, is important. Element. If it's a series of films, having a you reboot it, not remake it. Okay. No, as compared to like a standalone film, a okay. standalone film that was a standalone film on its own. Okay. Or like. 
it, now it's a standalone film. But the qualifier being that the reboot of the franchise it's doesn't a, always start back up. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. I think that's a cl- I think that's I, a I, clarification I, okay. we can agree on. Because uh, that's what it feels like in my heart. Well, I feel that's a deep dive into reboots and feeling out yeah. like, that it is one of those things where if you are rebooting it, you're rebooting it for multiple films. Right. Now, At, in order to do that effectively, you do have to good. recognize, and dare I say, worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. there's some things that don't need to be made, you know, like another Ghostbusters movie. But yeah, that's I, for me to decide. And you know what? Look, I was pleasantly surprised last night watching Jumanji. Words I never thought I'd say. Yeah. And here I am. I'm like, well, we'll probably that's watch good. the second one. The second yeah. one's fine, too. Yeah. So Danny DeVito. Yeah. Well, and I remember when that came out, when the preview came out. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always happy when Danny DeVito gets a paycheck. He needs work. You know, we always want to root for Danny DeVito. He will not be on the it's George good. Strait Kanye track, but <laughs> he will like it. He'll be, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll tweet it. about it. He'll be like, he'll never just, in my day. Yeah. You know, just put out a saucy tweet about Kanye and yeah. George Strait. Yeah. So, Rise of the Planet Apes. Uh, that's a reboot. It's a reboot. Spider-Man: Homecoming reboot. Reboot. X-Men: First, First Class, Class reboot. reboot. Okay. Except now, for it gets a little, it gets a little bit mushy. Star well, Trek. Well, there are the standalone movies that. Well, no, no. Well, because like the second film of this reboot mm-hmm. series, which was I can't remember what the fuck the name of it in X-Men. Well, like the would you count the original trilogy? Yeah. Being the initial part of the franchise. Yes. Because these. They, X-Men is a little closer than, like, Star Wars, you know, yeah. as far as, like, their time period of yeah. trying to just continue but also be different. And then also the standalone right. movies, like, and what is what is Wolverine, you Also, know? I mean, Wolverine's in it throughout. Also, there is the second one, God damn, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Where Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are both heavily featured as characters of Professor X. And Magneto. So that one was a little bit more interwoven. Mm-hmm. I would still say that was a reboot, though. But I think, don't you think there's a little more, oh, it's not really MCU universe kind of stuff going on, but like they're trying to interweave the the, the complex story of sure. where all these characters come from and to try to make a comment throughout these movies. But again, that's splitting hairs. Yeah. Sure. But I think you're right, though. I mean, when we get our another reboot of the X Men franchise in about five years, Oh, I don't know. No, when we do. I'm saying it as a definitive statement. <sighs> that will be an official reboot. Yeah. Because sure. of the time frame from the last X-Men right. movie. Okay. Uh, Star Trek 2009. I th- That's a reboot. I mean, because technically there was the film series. Yeah. And beyond the television stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I'd say that's a reboot. See, as a child, and maybe just because I watched so many of them on television... The Star Trek movies always felt like a made-for-TV movie. That's because they practically were. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I feel like, again, this is splitting hairs, getting into very specific distinctions. Yeah. Like, it seems like this is we, these are going to be made for the and they were. motion picture. And Star Trek, the motion picture. No, no, this like these, the 2009 version is going to be, these are made for movie theaters. Yes. We don't really. I don't wasn't a huge Star Trek guy, so I can't really see the homages to the old films if there were any. There, there was there's plenty in there. Little San Francisco in any of these, by the way. The, what are, there was San Francisco in the first one. In this one, yeah, in two thousand nine, yeah. Again, that's where that. the Acad- that's, that's where Starfleet Academy was. Didn't even come on. Can't remember. Come on. I might have saw that in theaters, but 
No, see, like the Matrix uh, Resurrections. That's even though it's called Resurrection, is not a is not a yeah, reboot. Yeah, I don't know. I and, and I didn't watch it because I didn't want to, so I didn't. It's it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. No. Sad and pointless. Yeah. Okay. But also fine. I I like. I lost the thrill of Matrix like very quickly. Dude, Top Gun Maverick. There we go. Like so, you know, first Matrix came out. It's fantastic. Revolutionized everything. Mm-hmm. Awoken a lot in a lot of people. I remember like watching I was watching it for the first time. It was a real God damn it. <laughs> uh what I was like watching it the first time. I didn't watch it in the theaters. I re- had it rented and I'm sitting and I'm mm-hmm. watching it and like, man, that's so fucking good. And this is really good. Yeah. And it's the end of the scene. It's the scene towards the end of the film after they go get all their guns. Giant shootout in the lobby, right? Yeah. And this is like around the same time as like Columbine. Yeah. And my dad just was like, they came home. And then I'm like, this is really good. He's like, see, this is why everybody's shooting. At, like, there's just guns everywhere. I'm like, no, but it's not. Re-. So, like, everybody's dying in this, but it's not real. Like, mm-hmm. Trying to explain, explain to my to your father, <laughs> get a quick synopsis of why these people getting shot is not such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not going to go kill anybody. Also, Dad, because I watched The Matrix. Okay. Yeah. and this I'm going to kill somebody because why Why would you murder uh, somebody? Because they wronged me. Oh, okay. Well, revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Revenge. All right. So Matrix 2 came out and it was like, all right, mm-hmm. guys, hey, let's go watch it. It was like midnight movie. Drove to Des Moines an hour away to go watch midnight release of Matrix Reloaded or whatever it was called. Yeah, Reloaded, I believe. And uh, it was like halfway through, like this long fucking car chase on the freeway with the key master and everything. I'm like, I fell asleep. I'm like, "This this is like 10 minutes too long. Of this car chase. This is going on for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And then it took me forever to like get around to watch the third Matrix movie. And I was like, this sucks. I'm so fucking beat down. This is not fresh. It's not interesting. I don't care about anybody. Hmm. And so when the Matrix uh, Revolutions or whatever the fuck it was, Resurrection, came out, I'm like, mm, nope. They should have called it Matrix Rebooted. Should have called it that. Then you could have... You know what you're watching. But again, I don't think it was a reboot because they really, I mean, I get this. Like, my voice in your head, it yeah. went in one ear and out the other. And yeah. I can't remember a single plot point. There might have been a child that, like, wanted to carry it on. I don't know. But again, I do think that's a, I think there's a designation that we have to, or a distinction that we have to make is that there's successful reboots. Yeah. Reboots that really do, like, for all intensive purchases, to use yes. your phrasing, to Top Gun Maverick, which is number 13 on this list. Yeah. From inverse.com. And guys, if you guys are looking for lists that kind of are talking about what you're talking about, go to inverse.com <laughs> and they're they're gonna have things so, that are kind of kind of right around what you're talking about. They're, kind g- of. they're not gonna be the total universe, but they're gonna be in the verse of yeah. what you're talking about. So again, thanks to our friends here at inverse.com. I would say Top Gun Maverick was a sequel. And it's one of those like shitty sequels that but it's yet to be determined if it's successfully rebooted we'll the see franchise. It. Okay, we can we can right? we can hold off on that distinction later. Currently, it's a sequel. Chances are, and this is a big chance. Chances are, there's going to be another Top Gun movie before George Strait and Kanye West make their collab. I think that's a fair. I think that's, <laughs> think a that's fair, fair bet. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Dread. Interesting. Now, Dread is a pretty interesting movie, actually, because it's this would be a remake of Judge Dread. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was a sequel. No, like so, it was its own like standalone thing, right? Okay. So it wasn't like a full on point for point remake mm-hmm. of Judge Dread starring Sylvester Stallone. Gotcha. It was kind of a standalone story of Dread, Judge Dread. Now that being said, this should have been a, its own full, full franchise because I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Dread was fantastic, uh, beautifully shot. And a nice standalone story, you know, because it's. So you were like this <laughs> when it comes to drag. Fucking shit. <laughs> you know, in the world of in the world of Mega City One, there's all kinds of stories happening every day, uh-huh. and like that's why at the end they just said, "Hey, let's keep, you know, hey, we're we're back on the clock. Let's get fucking going because they're gonna gonna have another crazy wacky adventure." But don't you think though it's the lack. Of a successful reboot, then? Uh, no, there was intentions because there's only one movie. There's well, only one movie in the first Stallone. Yeah, but they would want to like. We're still talking about a franchise. This might be a reboot, especially since it has previous. I mean, it was based on a comic book and other things as well. Because <sighs> I fall into the trap, it's the same trap I fell in with. You know, I'll go go back to our initial example of Jumanji. When I see like, oh, they're just doing this again. Okay. I'm assuming that they're just going to hit the same beats that the first one. They're yeah. just doing it for a new audience. And again, nope. I can admit when I'm wrong. They did it. And the, but they also do it, you know, in the way that I think they're doing it with the Red Dawns and Point Breaks of the World. Sure. But they're also, you know, writers that care about having a career. So and, they want to try to think of clever ways to try to make their voices heard throughout it. And but, maybe it's IP based. I think maybe that's it. Like where it's an oh, established absolutely. IP is that's cause for reboot as compared to well in this day and age and again going back to the academy and incredible you know in hollywood and big hollywood everything has to be holly weird if you ask me everything has to be ip you know everything has to be intellectual everything everything is ip but well give me an original idea how about that say what you will about arizona but it was kind of shitty it was an original idea ish ish I, I think there needs to be more uh, kind of yeah. old Western. One thing that Arizona did get right, and I will, like, it was a commentary on the 2008 stock, uh, the housing sure. crisis and everything, and how, like, Danny McBride's character was able to get away with so much uh, buffoonery and murder yeah. because there was literally nobody else it's, around. No like, David Allen Greer is the only cop in town. Yeah. And she's like, where's your backup? She finally finds him. And she's like, oh my God, where's your backup? And he's like, I'm the only cop here. Like, in the classic. There's kid. nobody here. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm the only cop. Legend. I can see that. That's a fun bit. It's, and it was a fun little play. It's just, they, to, you know, quote our. And I'm old glad podcast. David Allen Greer is getting work. Uh, every time I see that guy. Have you watched this movie? I have not. Is this, this is, homework? Huh? You watch I, everything ever all, all at once? Yeah. So, Do, a year yeah. from now, I will watch this movie. But the, <laughs> hold on, the Academy didn't give this movie okay. an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't say it was good because the Academy gave everything everywhere all at once. Well, was no, but you try to take in credit. No, like, you tried taking credit. I didn't take credit. Yeah, you're like I have no connection, guys. To guys, the Academy. yeah, it's good. I just told you it was good in proximity to the Oscars. That's really what happened. The thing is, folks, 
Yeah. I'm sorry if we already told it on the podcast, but I just watched it like maybe a week before the Oscars. And then I just, I casually told the guys, I told shitty Jamie. That's every time we have, that's okay, a justified sure. sound effect. Okay. Okay. And then you, I just said, it's a good movie. You guys should check it out. Like, and then it won all the awards. Like, and you look like it, it was like I was sitting there. But it was classic you where you're looking for like, under like, oh, hey, Bobby recommended this. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, there's a little bit of that. No. Uh, this is really good. Uh, what's her What's her name? Uh, Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Uh, okay. Sarah Connor. God, what the fuck's her name? She She was also Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles on Fox back in the day. I'm, Easy. I'm, I, almost, Easy. I would almost do it. No, this is really good. Okay. It's And it's like really good. Uh, <sighs> okay, so now we're moving on to the next movie here. Number 11 is Mission Impossible. I don't think this is all sequels. These have to all be sequels. I, well, no, because here's the deal. They're, they're, I don't think I'd have to do some deep diving research, X, Y, and Z. I don't believe that there was a feature length film of Mission Impossible, it was no, no, no. A, I'm saying that this is all the other Mission Impossible movies were yeah. sequels to this original one. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, like taking something out of television and, and then making, and making a movie feature films out of it. Yeah. That's not a reboot. That's not a reboot at all. No, I don't think so. And again, this episode is brought to you by Inverse.com. Thank you guys so much for putting together this uh, com- <laughs> this extensive list here. Yeah. Well, we can here. Let's look up. Let's do our due diligence, okay? So we don't have egg on our face. So everyone's like, actually, nineteen seventy four, they made an Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Just to make sure. They might have done like. See, I I don't. Mission Impossible, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, that was a television series. We got to make sure. I'm better off going to Wikipedia, going to Mission Impossible as an overarching, overarching franchise. I said Wikipedia, Bobby. Oh, you did. Yeah, go to well, Wikipedia. I wasn't listening to you. Go to the old Wikipedias. Oh my God. It's like you don't know how to drive sometimes. Well, if we had our. <laughs> he could be doing this all for us, but. Instead, you got to multitask. Instead, I have to multitask and carry the show. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, and carry the show. So. There might have been like a. like. No. Some uh, sort of. Inspired to see. Yeah. The TV show inspired a series of theatrical motion pictures. Okay, now what's this Mission Impossible versus the Mob? What is that? That was released theatrically in Europe and Australia, so real worldwide. And then, yeah, so it's spy films. But it wasn't released to American audiences. And if it wasn't released to American audiences, then it's not really... Like, this is a very sparse... This is a very sparse thing. Uh, consisting of a compilation of a two-part episode of the original series. Okay, okay. got it. Yep. Okay. So not really a movie. Not really a movie. No. It was a repurposed... It's the Gilligan's <laughs> Island movie, <laughs> which is just like three episodes combined into one. Yeah. And they yeah. get off the island. Don't worry. Spoilers. Sorry. Oh, they do, don't they? They do. They go to Hawaii, I believe. Well, they go to another island. Think okay. about that. Like, after leaving an island, they go to another island. I always thought the ending of Gilligan's Island was rife with air. <laughs> yeah, you me too. <laughs> well, I'm always like, I just want to. Here's what I want to do. I want to redo Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island, Island, and I want to get it right. Do it right. I want to get it right. See if you rebooted it as another television show. Mm-hmm. That's a reboot. Yeah. 
if you make a, a Gilligan's on. Islands movie, mm-hmm. that's not a reboot. No. Okay. Okay. We're I'm gonna we'll get some like an index put together so we can codify this correctly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do think there's an interesting like distinction made, and I do think honestly between our casual conversation yeah. that we've come to an understanding of yeah. what reboot, and I think a listener, you know, in our one listener, <laughs> really would come to the same understanding. And I think I and I do think that we have moved past this conversation. I know it when I see it. Yes. I think I think we kind of we're honing it in. Yeah. Exactly. Moving this, on. This number eleven here. Is not Mission a Impossible. This is just making a movie no. franchise. Yeah, yeah. Because we can agree that every movie made after Mission Impossible in 1996 is a sequel. Is a sequel. Yes. To the original movie. Yes. Like if someone else wants to come and play Tom Cruise's character of uh, Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt, I always want to say Ethan Hawke, and then it's just it. It's not. Then you're thrown off. Yeah. But if Ethan Hawke wants to play Ethan Hunt in the new one, right. Then it's going to be okay. a reboot, unless they do it cleverly. The, the Batman. The Batman. It's a yeah. It's a reboot. This is a reboot. I will say the Batman. Yeah, that's is a, a reboot. reboot. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I did. It was fine. It's fine. I haven't watched it. Uh, Shin- I feel no. We're not going to talk about Godzilla movies. Twenty One Jump Street. This fall. also not a reboot. Yeah, this is just making a movie out of a TV show. Like when they did the Beverly Hillbillies Billies movie, that wasn't a reboot. Right. Exactly. Again, thank you to Inverse.com for putting together this list. Batman Begins. Yeah, okay. Sure. Asked and answered. Asked yes. and answered. The Mummy. Uh, I think that I think you could say that this was a reboot. The 1999 version? Yeah. Of like the original 1930s movie monster. No. Unaware that it had. Unaware. You know, classic universal monsters. The Mummy, Phantom of the Opera, Dracula. Okay. Okay. They're all there. Okay. All right. Monsters Unleashed. I did not know that. First off, I don't like watching movies from the 30s. Um, oh, you don't? No. No. Film school scarred. What a pretentious piece of shit you are. Yeah. The, and so Tom, you're saying you're saying this is a remake? It's a reboot. A reboot? Yes. Of a the Mummy franchise? Yes. And you're you're saying that the Mummy, the monster, yes, is itself in its in and of itself. Yeah, there's like four a franchise. There's like four of them. Okay. And and that's part of a larger franchise of Universal movie monsters, which then they try to reboot again with Tom Cruise. Now that was a total reboot. I better see it twice on this because that. But I think is this the best? Is this the best reboot? So I don't know if that's going to make it on the list because <laughs> they wanted to reboot the entire like Universal movie monsters mm-hmm. as part of the dark universe, mm-hmm. which lasted one movie. Yes, and then it's, now it's dead. It's interesting that you bring up the the mummy, like the monster itself, would be of a franchise. I guess we we pat, we glossed over Godzilla, but that's yeah. exactly what Godzilla is. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. And Frankenstein, and Dracula. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. You know. Yeah. And the right. Wolfman. Yeah. All of them. Okay. All right. L- a little nuance to our clarification. Yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Now I was under the belief that this was a sequel. Sequel. This, this is a sequel. And not a successful reboot. Yeah. To this point. If you want to call it a soft reboot, I'm okay with that. I like you know you're trying to like put the chains and put you know, try to restart the car. Yeah, you're kicking the tires. Trying to you know, trying to get this thing restarted, trying to get the engine crank over. Yeah. So we can make more of these suckers. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to refer to it as that, but technically it's a sequel. But wouldn't you think though that it goes back to my initial thought process, like any of those movies 
like the initial one is the soft reboot because you're hoping it takes off. If it doesn't take off, then it's just a standalone sequel or failed no, reboot. I, no, yeah, I, I, it's a soft reboot if you want to say it. Get Harrison Ford out of there. Let the shenanigans continue with Ryan Gosling and all that. Wasn't there a changing, like a handing of the baton? Wasn't I don't Harrison Ford? fucking remember. I don't remember, dude. This this might be, it, it's it might be as egregious. I don't know if it's as egregious as you falling asleep in the Matrix. Yeah, and I'm not saying you know, you have a point with the Matrix stuff, and then also I thoroughly enjoyed the second one for sure as well. Oh, yeah. But I um, did, and that's fine, and that's fine. I'm not going to defend fine. it over here, but I also you know. Also, see both sides. Also, here's the other thing about the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, it was probably much more about expectations. Sure. Versus, you know, I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm taking in as much as I can. Well, and on their side too, on the actual creative, like the Wachowski yeah. brothers at the time, making like endless budget at that point. Yeah. Um, and then just yeah, no one's gonna. You are the darlings of yeah. Hollywood, and, and they, like no one's gonna tell you you're wrong or you can't. Like or they you built don't. like two like miles of freeway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is gonna be really it's, good. It happens to it happens to people. Also, I was like a 17 year old boy, 16 year old boy. I can't remember. My I was just a boy. Yeah. Go ahead. My egregious statement is that the uh, I, I've never really gotten through Blade Runner. Like I've tried at multiple Kay. times in my life. To here's, get through it. Here's your trick. Here's and the trick. Here's the trick. Give me a trick. The trick is watch the actual director's cut. <laughs> and I tried that. Okay. Yeah. The director's yeah. cut is like, because that was the one I watched. I watched that in like two or three times. And yeah. then I was like on Netflix or whatever. I was like, oh, hey, Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, I'm due for my five year checkup mm-hmm. and put it on. And it's just like, oh, sweet Jesus. It's like the original version with like Harrison Ford does like really bad voiceover it's like it was a whole uh studio interference studio watched the movie uh that ridley scott put together and they're like it's kind of missing something i think we can can we like i don't fully understand everything can we put it just a shit ton of voiceover and make it a little bit more noir that way mm-hmm. and ridley scott really didn't want to do it and so he's like yeah it's fine whatever whatever and then well, it's a really good Ridley Scott. God, it's my, I, hey, hey, I've been honing that one in. And, and Harrison Ford really, paying off. really didn't want to do it. So he just did it all like this. Yep, I had to go track him down. And it was like way super flat. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking off-putting. It explains things that don't need to be explained. And, you know, literally treating the audience like they're children and that they need mm-hmm. to have their hand held as compared to like, hey, we're... Sp- Smart people who understand. Not saying that there's not morons out there. That well, don't. I mean, there's the yeah, the, the whole thing with explaining what's going on yeah. in the movie. But <laughs> what's going on? I don't understand what's going on. It's just it never, it never really grabbed me. Like it never really. I, I'm sure I've seen it in its totality. Sure. I, I, in this might be a film school. Uh, yeah. You know, PTSD. You know, stuff where it, this was held in high regard by a lot of people. Again over expectation for like yeah. what's going on it's it, it's just a wonderful again the everything world, just pe- like looks like shit the it looks world fun. it looks world the world li- looks lived in yeah it everything just feels fucking just gross and you know there's a certain reality to that like it you know like you're walking down uh you know uh Times square like in 1982 well and uh, yeah again that's again 
that's a wonderful again space to operate within yeah. for sure it kind of goes back a little bit to my zombie video game thing like just give me the world that i can we can operate sure. in you know let's not overthink this too much yeah but also can we effectively keep a, a, an average watcher sure. basically to this movie without experiencing it the first time like again i will fully believe that this is like the rolling stones in 1973 if you were if you saw them yeah. at you know an old skate rink in ann arbor michigan and they just blew the the doors off and they're like i'm going to see this band for every year for the rest of my life and then you go see them in 2016 and you pay four hundred dollars you know to sit <sighs> nosebleeds you're like i yeah. don't understand the appeal you know yeah. so it's and again i know that's a very wide sure. uh, analogy yeah. i'm making here but I get it. the experiencing of it in the time and the place that it happened yeah. is so big you know sure. and if you had a special connection with it when you first saw it how old were you when you first saw it Oh, I was probably like 14, something 14. like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those movies that hit, you know? It's good. Yeah. All right. We'll move Kay. on. Number four Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven Cla- is a reboot. This is a reboot. This is a reboot. Yes. This is Hands down. I, I don't think, I don't remember if there was ever a sequel for the Rat Pack version. I no. don't recall that. But this is a successful reboot. This is a successful because reboot. Because they rebooted it and then they got more from it. Yes. And now we get sequels. Yes. Right. All right. Cool. Easy peasy. Casino Royale, that yes. is a reboot of a remake. It's a remake. A of, remake. It's a reboot that is a remake. A remake of bootable. Sure. Remake about a boodle. Because, yeah, but also, like, cause like the first Casino Royale, I don't think was, I think it was almost more of a, a parody, I think, I want to okay. say. It wasn't, like, a real... Really? Real, real James Bond movie. And this is a thing that happened with Cable when we Kay. were children, when I was a kid. Um, they would run James Bond marathons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, like on AMC or TBS. TBS. Or TBS. TBS or TNT. Maybe they switch between the yeah. both of them. But they I would feel run like TNT. I think you're right on TNT. Yeah, they would just run them though, and yeah. like, in maybe in context to a new James Bond movie coming out, like GoldenEye coming out or something sure. like that. But I remember it became like a yearly thing that they would do. Let's and just so watch all the James Bond movies. Guys. I've seen probably. Anywhere from a third to three fourths to all of a movie of yeah. every little bit of James Bond James movies, Bond. but I don't think I can tell you a single thing about any of them. Oh, you didn't love Moonraker? I I enjoyed them enough to sit down and watch them consistently. You know, like they you were didn't on. Love License to Kill. I who's your been, favorite Bond? Who's my Timothy favorite? Dalton? <laughs> uh, no. I love Timothy Dalton. Good. Did you rent them? Is that what you did? No, I didn't. No, these no. You didn't no. have cable. So how do you no, how did you well, watch the like, James Bond marathon? All, hey, like you said, it was like once a year, dude. And I'll but you just, didn't have cable. How did you watch it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't have cable. I remember that they did this. I mean, not to say that they wouldn't play them all the time. I, on... And I and I have not watched like hardly. And by the any. way, the answer is Sean Connery. So. Yeah, well, I think that's. I really enjoyed. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. It's right there. You can just read. Yeah, it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I enjoyed it uh, for the most part but, until I didn't. But I can't tell you anything about the original Casino Royale. No. No. I I'm think sure I've seen little pieces of it. I want to say like that was like one of the first ones, and it was almost like a parody. It was still James Bond, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was more wink and nod James Bond than not. It wasn't really him. It was damn British. Yeah, I know. Thanks for listening. Timothy Dalton. All right. Mad Max Fury Road. Reboot. Absolute reboot. Reboot. Yep. Done. Absolute 
Fantastic movie. And then Creed. Creed is soft reboot territory. Okay. Yeah. It's a continuation of the story. We're still yeah. moving through linearly in the world of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. But we're not focusing we're on him. Baton. Yes. There's yeah. a handing of a baton. So a soft reboot implies a handing of a baton ish. Okay. Force Awakens, you could say, was a soft reboot because There's it was baton. a handing. It was so, yeah. handing of a lightsaber. Yeah, and immediately throwing it off a cliff. How, how dare they? You know, that, that's what they did in the movie. I know, but that's it's. I could sense that you had a joke behind it. Uh, no, I don't. No. Oh yeah. No, just I. I've been on way too many message boards. Message boards <laughs> on Star Wars. Ooh, honestly, we saw. I we went went to the Force Awakens in theaters, yeah. and I was like, and I'm I'm done. I I don't need any more. Yeah. It wasn't that it was bad. It wasn't that it was great. It was just like I don't I don't need. I we haven't watched the Mandalorian. I'm sure it's good. I. I, I might get to it at season. Point, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've learned my lesson from Jumanji where I'm just yeah. like, I'm not going to really, I'm going to have my opinion, my thoughts. Yeah. And the opinions won't be, uh, you know. So I went delineated. to watch The Force Awakens with our mutual friend. And we had a very lovely discussion afterwards. Not shitty Jamie. Not shitty Jamie. So I don't have to press the button. No. Okay. And it was like, he's like, I. It's just not. It's just like they just kind of redid the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it kind of a soft pass. They're just like they're resetting. This is they're literally rebooting. Like mm-hmm. they're just doing a hard reset. If they're running back to mama, as far as like going back to who I was as a child, you know, thematically and plot wise, it's fine. I'm more curious where they go from here. Now that the baton has been handed, where are they going? I'm kind of curious where that goes. Mm-hmm. And then I'll reserve my judgment. And I was really, I was really fucking annoyed. I really didn't like it at all. Yeah, like where they went with the baton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the things where you're like, you're, you really need a long runway, especially when you're coming from a franchise that's like Star Wars. You know where? Yeah. Uh, the original trilogy, going back to the people that experienced it in movie theaters. Of course, yeah. you know, that's going to have a very special place in your heart if you saw that as a child right. in the movie theaters. It was, you know, stuff you hadn't seen before. Sure. It's much like hearing, you know, Led Zeppelin or, you know, uh, you know, you know, a band where you're just like, holy shit. You listen to Jimi Hendrix play guitar live, you know. Sure. You'd be like, holy shit. I've never heard that before. I've never seen this really before, good. you know, and that's going to have a very, very, you know, etched place in your heart. It's. And then you kind of, again. They continue the story in not a very successful way. Now right. we're getting, you know, you know, plant and uh, page like just in the nineties. We're like, yeah, we're gonna be out here doing it. It's like yeah, it's kind of sad now, a little bit. You it's know, it's still sad. Yeah, it is. But again, because not everything's meant to continue on right. and last in perpetuity forever. Like the Beatles. The Beatles. I would say one of the biggest arguments too is why the Beatles are. One of the greatest bands, if not the greatest band, is because they quit. It, it's because they stopped. They stopped when while they're ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's we talked about it last week. You know, freaks and geeks, and you know, freaks and geeks being the probably the best example I can give right now. It's like yeah. the the best thing to happen that show is that it was canceled because it could never it could never ruin itself. You know, it could always yeah. just always live. I mean, it ends with Lindsay getting onto a bus and following the Grateful Dead for a summer, and how many people's lives at that time. Would just be that way, you know, just like I, sure. You, we're, now we're getting a little vignette in the people's lives, you know, and it's really well done. 
and that's all it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be seven seasons, six seasons in a movie kind of thing. Yeah. You know? As much as we love community, six seasons in a movie kind of thing, the ebbs and flows of it are just, they're pretty wild. It's you know? a pretty big whiplash yeah. for community. Like, yeah. they're really all over the place. Yeah. I mean, like, really. Uh, but that comes from, ugh. and I think you can make the same argument for something like Star Wars, where it's it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen and a lot of people trying to pull in different directions because you don't have like a through line as to where you want yeah. to go. You're trying to figure out where you're going along the way. And some things that works out for. But you can't do that when people have the nostalgia um attached to yeah. Star Wars, you know? Something Dread being an example. Sure. Dread, I guess, you know, there's probably hardcore Judge Dread comic book fans and there's a very long storyline that goes through that you'd yes. have to you know, Walking Dead did this thing where, you know, they kind of deviated uh, from yeah, the, the graphic novel. And that's what you can do when you've got the author willing to go that and not yeah. like taking everything too precious. But, you know, that's where it goes back to like the original ideas. Like if you're if you're following along someone's original idea mm -hmm. that just you're in just part of part of the problem with like uh, George R. R. Martin and stuff with sure. Game of Thrones, like for a time we were following along. His story, yeah. you know, and then Game of Thrones was, you know, and Game of Thrones is very good. I think the last season gets a, a bad rap because people had very high expectations. Very high expectations. And everyone returned to a week-by-week -week watching yeah. of, of television. And you saw how people, like, fucking hated that. They hated that, like, yeah. I gotta wait a week for the next thing to happen. Oh, yeah. this fucking sucks. Yeah. And, um, but if it was just, like, put out there so they could all binge it, I think people's uh, opinions of it would have been different. But... That was some. That was one person's original idea until it wasn't. Until it was the amalgamation yeah. of everything. And D. now you Weiss kind of made... and uh, whoever the other guy was, I can't yeah. remember. But D.B. Weiss went to Iowa. D.B. Weiss did go to Iowa. Yeah, we put yeah. that up. Alma, alma mater. Because um, what do they call that? You've made a you made a camel. It was a horse designed by a committee, I believe, is what that's called. Oh, well, yeah. no, and it's just it's it's hard when you've got s such a strong vision. I mean, and they did take some liberties here and there. Of I mean, course. like, you know, if you ever read the book series, it's like, well, where the fuck, you know, that's a whole subplot that just got axed because you have to, you have to change, you have to fit the art with the medium and you yeah. just, you can't just. You don't have 30 seasons. Right. And the books are just enormously long. So it's like, it, you can't do that. So it's fine that those things happen. It's just when, you know. Hey, I don't feel like this was set up properly enough. Or like everybody's on fast travel, like that whole last season. Like, yeah, it's sure. like, yeah, okay, we're north of the wall. No, we're not. And it's like literally, like, you know, within the episode, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the next episode. The like, very next. Okay, well, here we are in King's Landing. Yeah. Well, hold on. This I is... thought this was a huge trek and journey that yeah. everyone needed to like prepare this, for. This is like take. weeks and weeks of time. And right? There was a lot of treacherous territory in between, but you know. You got it, right? You got to do this whole thing. So I thought that was a whole thing. And I thought that was a whole thing. Now yeah. you don't tell me it's not. But then again, that's where, you know, and not to get all Game of Thronesy about it, but that that's. They had they were up against the wall with all the actors with timing yeah. scheduling. Yeah, I mean, fuck to get this podcast scheduled is difficult enough. I can only imagine the whole. Well, there's more money involved <laughs> <laughs> in one of these. I'm not gonna say which one. Aw. Come on. What? That was pretty nice. Okay. Sure. What? 
don't know. Uh, I shouldn't use that when we're not talking about our shitty Jamie. Yeah, I'm thank sorry. you. Uh, I did also watch Leave the World Behind. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Thoughts? Uh, I think it was fine. It was fine? Yeah. You're fine with the ending? I don't yes. want to spoil the yeah. ending for people. No, well, because also I believe that there is talk. Like, I think they were going to, there was plans of making more. Okay. There is. So I think I read that somewhere. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Remember that? Those three special little words that let people know that. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. And that would be like, oh, it would feel it would feel a little less like yeah. what the fuck did I just spend two and a half hours doing? Right. I I, I would still feel a little slighted because I'm like, fuck off, dudes. Really? We nah, needed it's fine. We needed all the swimming pool scenes to not like tie this shit up a little bit. I like I like all the swimming pool scenes. Uh of course I, you did. I, I did I did read this book, mm-hmm. but I cannot tell you a single fucking thing about it. I really don't I don't remember because I remember also feeling unfulfilled. Unfulfilled with the end of that book. I think. Okay. Well, in, in from if this is the first installation into uh, a sequel, uh, it's yeah, it was unfulfilling. And I only say that though because I enj- I was enjoying it yeah. up until that point. I'm like, all right, she found the fucking house, and again, I don't want to spoil it for people or like talk sure. about the yeah. ending. But I, I I just remember I really enjoyed the premise a lot of sure of. It's a zombie apocalypse. Of the apocalypse happening in somebody else's vacation rental and having them show up and, you know, okay, who are you? We can't verify it. I, you know, that, and also I, I think the race element, because that, that was also in the book as well. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, I think, yeah, there's some certain natural tendon, you know, tension with that as well. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But if it was that, uh, the Plemon dude showing up, it'd just be as creepy. It would be just as creepy. Dare I say creepier? Well, I don't trust Jesse Plemon or uh, like, oh, I don't trust him showing up at my vacation rental scene. Yeah, this is yeah, this is my house. This is my house. See, the tone is different. I don't know the other actor's name, but um, Marshall Lolly. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Marshall Lolly. What was it called again? Before leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Let's get everything right here, because this is an interesting. Maharshalala. Yeah. So that guy. Yeah. That guy's showing up. Yeah. Telling me it's his house. Versus Jesse Plemon. I'm much more freaked out by Jesse Plemon. Yeah. Uh why? Because this guy's smiling. Jesse Plemon. He's got a little smirk on his face. Yeah, but I don't trust it. You don't trust his smirk. No. He's gonna shoot the dog right in front of you. I I feel like he wants he's thinking about what he's doing. He's gonna do. What else is? Oh yeah, he was in the Irishman. Forgot yeah. about that. Um, I I was gonna talk to you. I haven't. Uh, have you seen the? There is a new. Speaking of, it's not a reboot of anything, obviously, but it's a it's an idea that's happened many times. The most dangerous game. Yes. There's a play. <laughs> there's a play on the most dangerous game coming. Kevin Costner involved? No, he's not. But the Lonely Island Boys are. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's them. Um, and then. Let's, let's see if I can find it here. It's coming out on Hulu. Um, oh, what am I doing? Adam, Andy. This is why we need our... We need a shitty Jimmy, guys. 
We hired one, and he's so shitty he won't show he up. He won't show up. He refuses. We tell him when the podcast is, and he's just, he doesn't get back. He literally said nothing. Good burger to upcoming. Yeah. That's what, no, that wasn't it. Self-reliance is what it's called. Oh. And it is a most dangerous game. So given the opportunity to participate in a life or death reality game show, one man discovers there's a lot to live for. So it's a play on it. And I won't, I won't get you, um, you know. Jake I won't. Johnson and Anna Kendrick. Yeah. So check check it out. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a movie. Oh, is that fucking Santa Claus in it too? Um, the guy. Yeah, that, that dude. Uh, he was also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um. Christopher like, Lloyd's also in this, by the way. She's like, well. oh shit. Yeah, he's got a crazy name. Hold on. Oh, fucking second. Santa's in this? Uh, all cast and crew. It's they, like you don't know how to drive. Well, we need our. Otherwise, I'd say it's a Bill Whiff. Bill, Bill, Biff Whiff. Biff Whiff. Yeah, it's like you don't know how to read. Yeah, that's it. Biff Whiff. Uh, it's kind of a cosmic gumbo. They, um,. They actually mention him in the like the trailer, yeah, as like in starring Biff with, you know, in starring Biff with. Now this is a guy, Nathan Biff with, uh, and don't take this the wrong way. Yeah, Biff with is the kind of like kooky character yeah. that you could move out to Hollywood right now, right now, and become and start making your yeah. way, start laying the groundwork to take over Biff with's illustrious career. He was in one episode of Bless This Mess. He's been Santa Claus. He was a lot Santa of Claus shit. in nine one one too, and just roll with it. Oh, golly. Holy buckets. Good for you, Biff Whiff. You could be like the off Santa Claus and homeless man in so many things. As soon as my salt and pepper gets a little bit more salty, I might be leaning into the Santa Claus nature of myself. He was in, hold on, what, what, did that say he was in Westworld? Um, maybe. Again, this is a character actor that could definitely, I don't know, if you, you mean you'd be in the picket line? For sure, yeah. you know, because you'd want to continue working. You don't have the residuals to kind of lean, lean back on. Yeah, but you would, you know. He was in an episode of Silicon Valley. So he was in Westworld. He was the cart driver, and this is like basically what you could be doing. I could be doing an. Episode. You could be credit card fisherman. I could just be doing dad and the bad dog and superhero. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of one episodes. A lot episode. of one episode. It means working. Of, yeah, he's absolutely he's working. Let's go back to when his career started, though. Let's figure out. So, 1986. The new Gidget. That's a reboot of Gidget, by the way. Whoa. Look at us. FYI. He was in. So now we got to go, just to get the timeline here. Okay. Okay, because Biff Whiff, if you're not familiar, everyone can look up on their phone right now who Biff Whiff is spelled exactly like you think it is. Watch the I Think You Should Leave episode with Santa Claus. (laughs) This is true. Um, So Biff Whiff. Let's go, let's learn a little bit more about Biff Whiff. How about this? He his he, does he even have a Wikipedia? Oh uh, my gosh! Hold on, hold Where? on. Scroll scroll down. An interview with, with Biff Whiff, profane Santa from I think you should leave from Uprox. I don't know if we're going to learn a lot from that. Yeah, I don't know. Knowing from our inverse, you know, results. Yeah. I'm going to go Wikipedia. See if the guy even has a Wikipedia. I doubt he's got a Wikipedia. There's no way. It'd be sad. Dirk Blocker? What the fuck? What the fuck? Is his name not Biff Whiff? Did he make a career change? There's no way that dude's 66. Yeah, no. No. Okay, all right, let's go to his IMDb. 
yeah. biography. Oh. I just want to figure out how old he is. I just want to understand who he is. Well, I feel that you know who he is. Right. You know, if that's not you at It's a cosmic gumbo. I feel, and I don't want you, again, take offense because of the characters that he no, plays. No, I, Biff Whiff the man versus Biff Whiff the character Here's are the two name. different things. As I've said multiple times, I wouldn't mind if I was a one-hit wonder. Like, I, I, I'll take that all day. I wouldn't mind being a place kicker in the NFL. I, I sure. feel like this is... And reoccurring character actor in Hollywood is... I don't think that's a one-hit wonder, though. I don't think a reoccurring character actor is a one-hit wonder. I think that's a thing that... You think this guy's getting his due? Now. He's coming into it. Okay, we got to guesstimate, I guess, how old Biff Whiff is here. Biff, how old is Biff Whiff? I'm going to put that. Uh, I think he might be 58. Do we have to go to this Upsrocks? Oh, oh, he got diagnosed diagnosed with cancer. Oh, in that June. sucks. Oh, well, we don't like that at all. Oh, you know, I do remember hearing about like him, like somebody did a GoFundMe. Oh, see, and we and we don't want that. We don't want a GoFundMe for a character actor. Whiff at a face that positively screamed. This guy's got some stories. Of course. Okay. All right. So let's let's guesstimate here. Okay. Let's go back to the initial thing here. Because this, this. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going back to. No, because it said I was in my early forties. Oh. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. How old were you when you moved to L.A.? Oh, let me see. It's been. I was probably in my early forties. I think. <laughs> okay. So apparently. It's right around the corner. I need to. So. A man who, as a man who's in his early forties, you're forty. I'm forty. Yeah, so you have to. I mean, I'm mean, forty-four. I'm in the. I'm in my early forties. Yeah, so I would say yeah, you're forty to forty-three, forty-four, yeah. depending on how lenient you want to be. Oh, he was in an episode of Night Court and an episode of Roseanne. Oh, I've seen that episode. I haven't, but. And, oh, and he was in an episode of uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Now I have seen that episode. Now, can I tell you what Biff Whiff looks like in that episode? No. <laughs> but, again, it's been a long time. Played Ernie. Oh, shit, he was in an episode of Roswell, too. This guy was in everything. Yeah. Keep so scrolling I, up. Keep scrolling. I'm curious. What else? Well, it's like a single ep- episode of everything. Doctor, I, there was an episode, there was a television show called Doctor Las Vegas. No, I'm say Doctor Vegas. And then his next episode that he did <laughs> was Las Vegas. The, the question is, Nathan... Look at the consistency of work, but the like 2006 was a great year. He was in three episodes of Reba. He was in one episode of each of these shows. Reba, What About Brian, and Vanished. Now, I know we've all seen the totality of Reba, but, yeah. I mean, 2005 was a slim year. There was one episode of Las Vegas. Yeah. I Like, also, can we just, he's constantly portraying homeless men. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I didn't want you to take offense. I, I kind of, I, I, no, it's fine. I'm just saying that I based pull on, off disheveled very well. Based on the photo that we saw, where was it? His IMDb photo. You know, you have a very similar beard. Sure. You have better hair, for sure. So there's probably, yeah. I think you have more Peter Jackson roles in you than you'd like to think. Oh, oh you know? no, 
I'll if you take, can, I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. Okay, so if Biff Whiff was in his early forties in nineteen eighty six when he was in the new Gidget, yeah. So that's. So then it's forty years. Yeah, the golly. Is he in his eighties? He's in his seventies. He's, he's yeah, he's, late seventies. Yeah, mid to late seventies. Holy cow! Yeah. When he was in two episodes of I Think You Should Leave. Oh, and he was in the new, he's in three episodes of Night Court. Thank like, God. Okay. And he was in the old Night Court as well. Good for him. So, Night Court being the reboot. Night Court's a reboot. Sorry. Uh, uh, you know, we can do that as well. Well, TV shows for sure. We TV can do, shoes can be rebooted. TV shows or shoes? Shoes. And TV, TV shoes, they cannot. TV shoes can be rebooted. TV shoes you can be resold. Put, yeah, put new soles on them. Yeah, but they can't be rebooted. Buff them up a little bit, yeah. and that's. But TV boots can be rebooted. Oh, TV boots. Yeah. I love my TV boots. I'm sad. <laughs> I lost them in a fire a couple of years ago. I feel like TV boot could be. It could yeah. be a name of a TV show. Honestly, TV boots going to be my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm TV boot. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's TV boot. TV boot. And you spell it T E E V E E. No, it's just no. It's a. It's a. It's an. I mean, it's a. Uh, not a. It's not an acronym. It's a. An abbreviation of my. You know, I'm my Thomas Victor. <laughs> Thomas Victor boot. Thomas Victor boot. Tommy V boot. Tommy V boot. If you want to like try a role, but you don't want everyone to watch. It's like, yeah, I'm Tommy V. I'm boot. Tommy V. Boot over here. Yeah. Then that's not TV Boot. Oh, yeah. As credited as Tommy V. Boot. The thing is, is though, and this is what you have to look forward to. Yeah. The last three years of Biff Whiff's career are arguably the most successful of his career. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Starting off with Dave. He's in one episode. He was in. Pen 15 or Penis. I don't know how they want to pronounce it, but that was a show, I believe, on Hulu. Oh, okay. I, I didn't watch that one. No, I haven't watched it either, but they, they play a lot of commercials for it. Um, everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. Then follow Self-Reliance. I, I, it looks good. Jury Duty. Now, that's a freebie show. Did you watch that program? I have not. Have you watched it yet? Yeah. I'm aware of it. Yeah. No, it was on, they had it ad-free on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was excellent. Like I've heard, it's it's actually Freebie's like shining gem. Yeah, I'm so like, it's it's done very well. Yeah, it's the kind of hidden reality, you know, hidden camera reality program that yeah. more people should be making. Yeah, because uh, it was it was very good. So um, I believe one of the creators, writers, people attached to it were. Um, a part of the workaholics crew, not the okay. main four dudes, but um, yeah, one of the workaholics guys. Were they were they were talking it up quite a bit and how good it was, and I do think that is in this weird wild wild west world of streaming and the freebies and tubies and uh, yeah. you know stuff of the world. It's like yeah, it all it really does take is like the one like legit show. I yeah. you know because. I've told you about, I have a cousin who does a lot of work with yeah. Tubi and yeah. stuff. And I was asking him over um, the holidays. I'm like, so like, what do you, what, what's a lot of the stuff you guys are doing? And he's like, a lot of it's just like erotic thrillers and stuff. <laughs> and, and, but he's doing like a movie a month, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like Hallmark channel, you know, and there's Quality. a time and a place, like the amount of people in my life where they've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies over the last month or How so. How much do you hate that? Um, I, I want to step back from it and look at it like sure 
for what you're it trying is. To, you're trying to like dissect it, understand yeah. it. Maybe I'm not a gonna, little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to judge it. I just want to figure out a way to be like, how do I take advantage of this? But you this are way? judging it. It's not for me, but that's yeah. not for that's not me judging it. And I think that's a distinction that a lot of people need to understand is like, just because I don't like something or you don't like something doesn't mean you're judging it. It means or judging me for See, it. I, it feels like a judgment when you do it. Oh, really? Yeah. To you? Because you're judgmental. Why? Huh? It's your tone. <laughs> My tone. Okay. All right. Uh, no, go on. Let's go. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, it's yeah. No, I told I, you I, I watched Jumanji and yeah. thought it was good. Because yeah, it is good. Yeah. You know, those are words I never thought I would say. Nor if I did think them, if I really wanted to go full. Uh, no, I would. I would. Um, no. Uh, actually, no. Yeah. It's not very good. Here's why. And the second one of this soft reboot mm-hmm. is, I, it's not as good, but then again, it wasn't the breath of fresh air that it was. And I think that's, you know, not to dive too deep into Jumanji, Jumanji but it was, it gave me the sense of watching a movie that I like and that most people, yeah. it is the element of a movie that people why they would go to the theaters, why people fell in love with sure. certain movies and stuff like that is because when you go in and you're like 15 minutes in and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. all right, let's get, yeah, sure. I'm on, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. You're not like waiting for the ride to begin. You're not like, okay, hopefully this ride gets better. Um, You know, you, whatever the different, you know, quirk that someone has. Sure. You know, it's always nice when you get that breath of fresh air with yeah. the movie. Were you surprised when Tom Hanks' kid showed up at the end? I was. I loved how <laughs> the Nick Jonas or whatever the what the Jonas yeah, really was yeah. was like. Oh, it's gonna be Colin Hanks. Uh, well, 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 paychecks. Yep, yeah, right there. Did we know it? How did, they didn't say that. I what? can't remember. Colin Hanks. Did we don't know Colin Hanks? Okay. No, not personally. No, I, I when you said Nick Jonas. Yeah. Did he tell? I don't remember that being telegraphed that it was gonna be. Uh, okay. Well, throughout the movie, it's it's obvious they're they're walking down, and then they, yeah. they go back to that house, and then the only person that's old enough to be the character that Nick Jonas is playing, I believe his name was Seaplane. Yeah. Oh my God, this podcast has really gone downhill. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. His dad is the only other character that's yeah. involved, so we can deduce as an audience member. You didn't. Okay. So and okay, said, for some reason oh. I thought like it was telegraphed that you knew it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be Colin Hanks. Colin no. Hanks. That okay. would have been a really deep dive and yeah. question whether uh, I've actually like... seen this movie right. before. Okay. Unless right. I looked at the IMDb because I did when we were. This is the thing where I did see this element of it coming, and it was telegraphed that the the characters were going to be turned in. These children were going to be turned into. Yeah, The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack yeah. Black. That's and I taken saw, care of like in, like almost immediately. Almost immediately. Now the twist, which my wife did not see coming, um, but I did because I looked at the IMDb that Jack Black was going to be the uh, Instagram yes. white girl. Like that was a twist that I thoroughly enjoyed, and it was like it's easy to assume that the frail dorky kid is going to become the Rock, and then the the large you know football player is going to become Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know, that's a standard mix them up. Yeah. But uh, Jack Black playing a teenage Instagram He does girl, it very well. He does it very well. It is, And that's why he's a treasure. Yeah. You know? And that's why we need more of him. We need more of 
you know, Jack Black doing Instagram mm-hmm. Valley Girls. Yeah. Everybody loves it. it really, I, I mean, him and Will Ferrell, I mean, as far as like people that are universally loved. I mean, yeah. Jack Black is, I think, a little more successful at the box office, maybe, by a nose. I don't know. I think if you, I mean, Jack Black had a little more of a runway while Will Ferrell was at SNL, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's. And again, here I am. Kicking and screaming, and uh, I think I, like, absolutely despised uh, Get Hard yeah, with I, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't watch it, but I didn't think I, I would. Like, like I fucking hated it. It was so bad. And that was like, so movie trolls, you know, the movie review pro- program that I <laughs> did before. Like, it was like, all right, what are we watching? I was like, oh, okay, we got this uh, new Will Ferrell movie coming out. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure, let's do that. So that's fine. And it's just like, holy crap, this is bad. Yeah. This is just so, like, wrong on so many levels. Yeah. The house. The, yeah, the house. Yeah, that was bad. Just there's oh. a lot of stinkers in Will Ferrell's. He's got so he's got. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious what his process of <laughs> selecting projects is. <laughs> just like it was a little more discerning, I think, in the beginning. Uh well, okay. I they, when do they start? Yeah, I, I, I guess I can do that. Yeah, yeah sure, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's for a friend, you know. Yeah, like, it's fine. I'm sure it's a lot of that. It's like, well, you know, this. He wants to do it, and like, uh, you know, it's oh, sure. it's good. Yeah, I'm free that day. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, but again, it's also movies that, I don't know if they're necessarily made for us, by the way. You know, that you know, if if we're the demographic that they're shooting for. You know, here I am. And Get Hard was supposed to be for us. Yeah? Are you sure? I think so. I'm waxing poetically about you know, Jumanji, but I'm I'm like in the back of my head I'm going, Daddy's home looks fucking horrible and they made two of those. <laughs> they did. I, I I think I watched the first one. I don't know yeah. why I did, but mm-hmm. I did. But again, then I go to the same Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. I like the other guys. Like the other guys yeah. is I think a fine a fine movie for what it is. Like right. it plays on all the tropes and has all the things. Yeah. Like it's and then looking back at Will Ferrell's like earlier career, and I think it's something that like Jack Black has tried to do as well, and to varying levels of success, like Bernie, Jack Black's. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was I, I really enjoyed that movie. That's a movie I have to go back and rewatch again because I think it's it was it's, good. It's less him being zany and more him being kind of that character arc that Danny a, McBride was trying to a quirky maybe character. take. Yeah, it was just being a quirky character. Yeah. And his uh, Nacho Libre style, like where that was just, it was a different. I was really disappointed by Nacho Libre yeah. when I watched it. Not a huge fan of it, but yeah. But one of the things, the two of the movies I fucking love with Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Everything Must Go and then Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. I mean, those two movies, like if he wanted to spend the rest of, the, yeah. or at least five years of his career making movies sure. that were nothing like that, or like, like just nothing but that stuff, yeah. I would have no problem and I'd watch him. Because he does such a good job of being earnest right. and being like, he doesn't have to be slapstick. He doesn't have to be over the top bombastic right. to be right. funny. Cause he can, st- he can almost like the little, the, the old Chevy Chase joke, like the Chevy Chase bit of, you know, like in community, he does it where it's the, the ice, ice cream, cream going everywhere, you yeah, know, and like a he little gets, more slapsticky, but yeah. it's, it's a simple like day to day motion, like taking out napkins that yeah. get stuck to your hand and stuff yeah. like that and doing that whole thing. There's an earnestness to it that allows you sure. to believe that he's 
it's truly happening to him and he's not trying to make it happen. Right. And Will Ferrell just has that ability yeah. to go there. And Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did like a lifetime movie. Oh, they did? Yeah. And I've watched it. I've been I've, I'll, I'm dying to watch it. Recently? Like, no, like five years ago. Six they did years like a, ago. There was like a like they did their telenovela. Okay. They did like a telenovela, like in completely in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. But they also did like a lifetime like guy murders his wife okay. story, and completely straight, like completely straight. Okay. And I've just like I've always I've seen like a yeah. couple clips. Let's give a let's look it up for the people. Let's, we're off a of bill. Yeah. Shitty Jamie. Gotta do this typing shit in just all <laughs> on her own. This is really detrimental to the podcast. It's Nathan judges me silently. Oh, well. No, and, and vocally. And, and vocally. Yeah, vocally. Yeah. And then this is what happens. And this is where yeah. Jamie, our shitty Jamie. A deadly adoption. A deadly adoption. You want to watch the trailer for it real quick? No, because the people can't watch but a deadly adoption. Okay, this is great. Yeah, even if it's horrible. It's like, and I see. I don't mind them doing stuff like it this. It is just like, literally. Okay. Like, straight, like straight as it can be. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I. Because again, it seems like they're. T- this seems like they're taking a chance within their career yeah. that is, like. It it's playing with their career. It's like a it's like a cat playing yeah. with a mouse. Like yeah. it's just fuck it. Like we're not yeah. gonna kill it right away, but this would kill normal actors. Yeah. And they're gonna we're just gonna, gonna do, do a it. lifetime movie. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Like was this a uh, um, what year was it? Gary Sanchez. Uh twenty fifteen. Did they produce it? Mm, I don't know. I hope not. Well, I hope I don't understand how the hell it would get made then. Well no, I think Literally, it was like a a Lifetime movie that was released as a Lifetime movie. Oh, this really aired on Lifetime? I think it did. Now, is there like some trivia or something with this? I don't know. Jamie, where are you? Jamie? <laughs> fucking failed us again, you piece of fucking shit. God, we could be moving on talking about other things. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing they're not. Uh, well, wait, Adam oh, McKay, yeah, Adam McKay, Will Ferrell. Yep, so it's, I mean, it's Gary Sanchez. I mean, as far as if it falls yeah. under their their umbrella, yeah, of things they want to say, I feel like they've worked with this writer before. Where did he go? Andrew Steele. I feel like I've seen this guy before. In things, I could be grossly wrong. He's only known nope, for this one he's only movie. This. <laughs> he did. That wasn't the name. That wasn't well, the name. That and also, what's the writer? That's like, that's what I was. Edited, produced. I think writing was all the way at the top. Andrew Steele. Yeah. Harper. Well, oh, it's Harper Steele. As written by as Andrew Steele. Is it the same person? Who's Harper Steele? I have no fucking idea. Oh well, they wrote. Oh, they wrote in Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest. All right. That's probably what it was. That's played pretty regularly Since at my you've house. You watched it a million times. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Casa de Mi Padre. Yes, that's the one you were talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Funny or Die. Yeah, this is uh, under their belt. It's Funny or Die Presents. 
Sure. So yeah. And again, this is a kind of like you take this you can swing this. and you're playing with your career. Right. I always go back to like the South Park dudes, you know, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Like they did basketball because they didn't know how long the ride was gonna last. Sure. And they're like, it was just a thing we could do. Like yeah. you know, they not are not huge fans of the movie, although it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I I can I and can I, understand like them looking at it. I, I agree. Us. It's more Zucker Brothers mm-hmm. than it is Matt and Trey. Right. I you know, I I I understand that. But again, like that that style of movie, that airplane style of movie and that and make a gun style of movie. Yeah. That I still think would resonate with people. In in a, in a weird way sure. to in this day and age, like just joke on top of joke on top of joke on top of joke on top right. of joke, you know, it's nonstop. Yeah, in so and I can understand them looking at it like that was a that was a probably a knee jerk reaction we made early on in our career because we didn't know how long it was going to last. Sure, and so you just look back on it like everyone loves, you know, I'm, there's countless examples of people that did early things that they always have to kind of, you know, go back to. Yeah. By the way, Lee Greenwood's coming to town. I noticed. I've and seen, he's uh, celebrating like the 30th or 40th anniversary of uh, God bless. Uh, of God bless America. Proud to be American. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this could be a podcast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. God, this is Thank you. such a bad idea. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, you, as you can tell, we've really upped our game, and we're really bringing it. So if you guys could let us know. I'm going to cut you off right there, Bob. God. You know, because of all the support you guys done, we are able to, you know, you know get this. Uh, we got a new board. Just to, anyhow. Uh, appreciate it. Go ahead and like, uh, share with, with all your friends. Yeah. Uh Make Reboot sure, it for all we care. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Just make Start sure that your own. This could be a problem. We're going to be spending a lot of time talking about Biff Whiff. So if you're a Biff Whiff evangelist, this is for you. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs>